Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with this week's episode of Vibe with Five. Farrah, thank you very much for coming back, man. There was so much positive comments uh, just about your knowledge and loan and what you had said last week. Uh, and we just had to get you back on, man. And I know you came on the show last season and sometimes we're like, come on, man. But you're like, oh, I'm doing BBB boots, balls and bras. But I want you guys to check out that show as well on the platform. It's doing so well. Uh, and honestly, it's refreshing to hear yours and Earth's voices. Uh, please keep it up. You got my guy Steve over here, who's not too well, but he still soldiered it in. Well done, Steve. Well done. Hey, listen, I just want to say you need to go listen to Farah because whenever you think she's gonna go one way on on any topic, she will go the complete opposite way and then back it up and bat it with facts. So Farah's my favorite presenter that we have on the entire channel because I think she knows what she's talking about, can back it up, and is independently thinking as well. She don't go with the flow. Right pain in the ass, and I and I appreciate that. I don't know who told you that. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought it was you in Qatar, but I guess what what happens in Qatar stays in Qatar. Um, so we had uh, interesting results yesterday. I want to start off with Liverpool versus Man United. If I'm honest with you, for the sake of the channel, I, I was going around going, "It's gonna be another seven. Yeah. But I was saying it just to get a, a reaction from Steve and uh, Rio, but. To be honest with you, I didn't quite think it would be that because I think if you got pride mm -hmm. about yourself, you're going to come out and you're going to show something. And I really think they did yesterday. Um, Steve, you obviously watched the game. You covered it on your channel as well. Um, did you think it was going to be a heavy drubbing? Of course I did. What what have you seen from United this season that would make you think anything other than The Chelsea that? performance. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know, again, that's at home and and Liverpool at Anfield are, are a different kettle of fish. And even though I've watched them the last few weeks um, and I've watched them in, in games away from home, they've been poor and they've been lucky to sort of scrape through and get results when they've they've not been playing well. But at Anfield, they are freaky good. Like, you've you got to hold your hands up and say, at Anfield, you're, you're up against it. And if you look at the, the stats from yesterday's game and you compare that to the game that finished 7-0, the XG was very similar. The The possession was, was actually better yesterday than it was in the 7-0. They had 34 shots yesterday, whereas they only had 18 in the 7-0. And in both games, it was eight shots on target for Liverpool. And they, still, they, they scored seven from eight shots on target, which that even shows that we got away with it in a big way yesterday, which I think we did, to be honest. I think at least one of them goals should have gone in. Um, or the 7-0 as a scoreline, completely flattered them last year. Um, I'm not getting carried away with this. Like it, this is this is a great result, but it wasn't a good performance by any stretch of the imagination. I think the the difference is, Steve, when you're looking at the seven nil. Yes, you're right. They they were obviously more clinical, uh, but I think the most important thing is their their strikers, their forward players were finishing their chances. So last time you had uh, Gakpo, he had two goals, two within the space of seven minutes. Uh, Nunes you know, getting two goals again in the second half. Like they were finishing their, I keep saying the same phrase, but mm. they were really, really potent in front of goal. Salah, again, second half, boom. Like they came out firing. Firmino, 88th minute, boom. So they weren't messing around. I think the difference is this time, Steve, like I thought Anana had a brilliant game, by the way, if I'm honest with you. I'm always, I'm always throwing digs here and there, but I mm. thought his distribution was pretty good. I know Gary Neville apparently said that he wasted it quite a few times, but I thought, okay, you know, th there were some that went out, but I think I was there. If you yeah. look at it overall, I think he, he actually has you guys playing better from the back. And I think the more he grew, in, grew into the game, um, I think he, he was he was the catalyst that actually helped you guys, you know, play. Okay, I'm not saying you were great with the ball, but, you know, mm. you defended well. If he gets his form, though, if, if Anana could start playing how we've seen him play for Inter, I think that's why they brought him in. They wanted to, to build from the back. They wanted his distribution, which is key because he's not just playing out from the back. He, he's able to miss lines. He's able to play between lines with his distribution. If you can get him playing anywhere near that, Man United will be 
a lot better than what they are. Obviously, we, we've already spoke to you last week on the show how much injuries United have had. But for Liverpool, you're right. I think if you go back to, to last year, and, and obviously you said Gakpo and Nunes with the, with the goals, but they're mm. so inconsistent. Yeah. In terms of like in front of goal, like the amount of chances Nunes needs to, to convert, that, you know, the ratio is quite high. But I think if he can get his consistency, he's a top striker. He can be yeah. a top striker. Mm. I really like Nunes. I think he's got a lot to his game, Same. more than what people see. And sometimes, especially with strikers, for him, he works too hard. And it sounds really stupid to say a striker works hard, but he works so hard off the ball in terms of like, you, you know, with, with speed and pressing and what Too to hard run or... Just... Or... I, I don't like to say silly because as a fan, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but as fans, they like to see players working off the ball. And mm. I think he does that a lot. But I'm saying then he's just erratic. He still has that tempo and intensity in front of goal and he doesn't slow himself down. He doesn't set himself. His feet are never really set in front it's of like goal. It's like he's jittery. There was... He's just... He gets in good positions, but as I say, I think he's just playing all the time. He's always at a, his head's going yeah. at such an intensity. He's, like, he's never steady. He's never balanced when he's approaching. You know, what I mean, on in the front floor of, yeah. yeah. But as a player, clean. I really like him. And I think that like if they can work with him, we can work. You know, in terms of maybe one to one, doing a little bit away from the pitch, away from like team stuff. In terms of that controlled in front of goal, he could be a top striker. Agreed. But yeah, I think if you look at the stats that Steve's put out there. They, they weren't clinical yesterday and that was the yeah. difference because, yeah. you know, chances in front of goal last year. Was it flattering? If you look at it now, it probably was in terms yeah. of scoring seven from eight on target. That's clinical. That could have been the difference. I disagree he can be a top striker no, because I, can be. I think he can score a lot of goals, but I don't think he'll ever be a top striker. And I know some people are like, that's the striker's job though, to score goals. It is, but I think he wastes so many chances. He's never outperformed his XG. He's always hugely. That's what I'm saying. But it. how does he get that? He needs to. He needs to do other work. Like like someone needs to work with him because he he gets into good areas. His movement is actually really good. He's a nightmare for for defenders for sure. Problem. Like how many? Oh, like for yeah, me, rapid. in old school, like now you have so many. For me, so many strikers that want to come to the ball, never run beyond. Like centre halves that are running and facing their own goal, chasing a striker down is horrible. Defending. If he worked that out better and was more bad, as I say, his control in front of goal is is poor. There was the an, areas that he gets there, into. There was an opportunity yesterday when he got into, he was just outside uh, United's box while he got in there. And then there was a, like, he could have literally shot, but he was there doing this, like, didn't know whether to let it go or not. And the frustration, mm. you know, from the Anfield crowd, like, it, honestly, like, he That's really he sucked is. the energy out of them. And I just yeah. thought to myself, if you if you don't start scoring now, you can see that the fans are going to be on his back a little bit. Like, they love so. him, though, you know. Liverpool no, they fans, love him they because love, he works like, hard. Literally, yeah, that's but what I'm saying. it's frustrating. So it again, of, yeah. I saw the frustration from the fans. Like, mm. it got to a point where they were like, yeah. you could tell, like, that it, it just wasn't going for them. And I think when that was happening, Anana was growing in energy. Mm. And then, you know, you had, I saw... I saw disciplined performances from Johnny Evans. I saw, you know, I thought, again, Luke Shaw, him being back. I think that is so critical for United and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it was a, a draw was a fair result. But Steve, I want to talk to you about Kobe Maino, your guy. You've been telling me about this guy since before I knew what he was about. You know what I mean? Um, another mature performance from him? I think... I said it on a video this morning. Whoever taught this kid how to play football needs finding and giving a job at United because I'll throw you this. This is the entire football CV of Kobe Maynard at the moment. He's had three Premier League starts. That's it, right? Those starts have been away at Goodison, away at St. James's, and away at Anfield. Do you know how easy life's going to get for him now, now on? You know, and his other two games that he's played this year is Galatasaray away, where he came on off the bench, and Bayern Munich at home, where he came off the bench. And in every single one of those games, he's looked good. There hasn't been a single instance where you go, oh, this kid's a little bit naive, or this kid's not. His decision-making and his composure and his game intelligence, it's like a 39-year-old player on the pitch. He's a joke. I think the only game where you could kind of Go, you know what? It wasn't great, but I wouldn't put it down to him. Was probably the Newcastle game. Uh, I think he just got outrun in in midfield, and you know, like he just didn't have maybe the support he needed. But I do agree overall, bro. Like the kid is a baller. But that's what I mean. Like, like that, but you lot aren't playing well, right? So United haven't been playing playing well, and then you got a kid like that. That as you talk, as you say, like in big games, you think of the the, the, the games you just named in terms of where they started all the way big. from home, not not Old Trafford, and you've been poor at Old Trafford. Play him, play him. 
as you say that balance that that knowledge that you know you don't if you if you understand the game people talk about experience we need experience in game if you had a kid it doesn't matter the age of you if you understand a game and, and and can read a game it don't matter the age of you and that's something that he brings to them he brings that control to them that mm. discipline that as you say that creativity all of those things mm. he just brings it at, at such a it's, it's like jude bellingham no one don't say oh he's inexperienced yeah. actually he plays with a like a, like a kid that's you know played yeah. for 20 plus years yeah. so if you're already advanced, age or experience doesn't matter. Yeah. You've got, if you understand the game, I if, don't know why he does. He should enough, be playing more. Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. should be playing more. Yeah. He should definitely be playing more. But don't you think that it's not a good enough, old enough thing? It's when people talk about experience, what they're really saying is decision making. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because they think, yeah. <clears> young... and, and he's got it. He's absolutely 10 yeah. out of 10 for it. Like, could you actually improve on his decision making? Every time I watch him, I go, yeah, that was right. That was right. The way he slows it down, the way he draws others onto him. You know, sometimes he'll try and speed the tempo up, go a little bit one touch. Sometimes he'll put his foot on the ball. Like it's decision making is freaky good. Why don't they play like, him more regularly? It's ridiculous. Well, don't you think it's the Amrabat like, thing? Because yesterday you were probably lucky because Bruno never played. It made it easier, didn't it? Yes and no. I mean, I think United have got a massive decision to make, and giving McTominay the armband probably means that you can't just drop him at weekend now when Bruno comes back in. But for me, you should. Because I thought, and I know we, it's a mad thing to try this, but we had, we go to Anfield, probably one of the best presses in world football. Um, Liverpool at home at Anfield playing against Manchester United, first 20 minutes of the game. You, you're talking absolute chaos of a press. But you've got Johnny Evans, you've got Luke Shaw, you've got Raphael Varane, you've got Amrabat, and you've got Maynou. You've got five players there that are actually comfortable taking the ball. And we still struggled. And we didn't really have the option to go long, so we we kind of tried to persist in, in playing out. Now, that unit has never played together. That partnership has never played together at defence. That partnership has never played together in midfield. So the fact that they was even trying that was, was kind of good to see, but kind of, you know, maybe there's a time for being a bit pragmatic here and just bash it long and, and try and win the second ball. But I worry that... McTominay's going to find his way into the team against West Ham and against Villa because I thought one of the best things about United yesterday was the composure in that little foursome of Varane, of Evans, of Amrabat, of Maynou. And I think Amrabat was probably the one that was a little bit the most disappointing. But the one thing that he's brought alongside Maynou, which we haven't had, I mean, even you go back all the way to that Wolves game at the start of the season, it's 11-a-side basketball watching United at the moment. You know, even that Chelsea game where, you know, okay, we had a pretty good performance, but we were winning it on the front foot by taking it off the likes of DeSarcy and Colwell at the back. We didn't really play good football. And the game was still really, really transitional. Like, I would like United to try and hold on to a game a little bit. So if that means playing Varane and Evans and Amrabat and Maynou in front of them and sacrificing McTominay so you can have a little bit more control, I'll be all for that. Saying that about um, Varane, by the way, there is actually some um, some news that I saw on the Five UK platform whilst I was uh, preparing for this. Uh, if you don't follow Five UK on Instagram, please make sure you do so. So this is about Varane. Uh, before his recall uh, in the starting eleven against Bayern Munich last week, Rafael Varane is was understood to have concerned uh, and thought he was potentially being forced out. Uh, he wants to stay at Old Trafford, says Samuel Luckhurst. Now, I don't really know what's going on with the Varane situation, Steve. I don't know if you, what you're hearing near your area, um, like up there in Manchester. From what you hear, is he staying? Is he going? Is he happy? Is he not happy? I, I don't know. What's going on? The problem is you've just cited Luckhurst there. Luckhurst was one of the ones that was banned from the press conference last week for just a lot of old bollocks and not checking it with a club. So that could be a toss of a coin, whether that's true or false. Who knows? Um I have no idea. I haven't heard a damn thing about what has happened with Varane and Eric Ten Hag. And I thought there was an opportunity yesterday from Ten Hag to... Varane is our vice-captain. So you could easily have given Varane the armband and and even played a little bit of the PR game and been like, look, there's no dramas here. I made him captain at Anfield. You know, there's no problems. Supposedly, one of the issues was he didn't think he could play left-side centre-half. Well, I think he's shown yesterday that what he absolutely performance. could. What a performance. <clears throat> Mate, you can't have your vice-captain. Johnny Evans and, and Rafael Varane, from a footballing point of view, is our best available 
defensive partnership. What, see, and shout out to Johnny Evans, by the way, for being able to go and get a clean sheet at Anfield at 35. I stop, Ridiculous. stop talking 35. I played till I was 37 in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Steve, right? What I'm saying, if you don't want... The thing is, what, what frustrates me with, with, with Ten, Ten Hag, right? You talk about all of the, all of the stuff, they think about the Maguire stuff, the um, Sancho stuff, all of these, this stuff that goes on. There's obviously been rumours about the Varane stuff and a fallout. He's your vice captain. He obviously come back in, in, in midweek in the Champions League. And then, as you say, you go to Anfield and you give the armband to McTominay. So you're already making people talk because they'd be like, well, why have you given it to McTominay? Why is Varane, if he's got your vice captain and Bruno's not playing, has he not been given the armband? So you're continuing to allow people to talk when he could have just hushed that up by giving Varane the armband if he's your vice captain. Because that shows there's something yep. going on there for sure. Yeah, it don't, well, it doesn't quiet it down, does it? That's what I'm saying. Yo, I don't know if it definitely shows something like, there, but it's it like for me, Ten Hag likes like, to be there spoken. There was an opportunity to shut it up and he didn't. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, he likes the noise. It's like he encourages the noise sometimes when he could just, yeah, as you say, hush it up. Steve, how would you rate, and I'm not trying to get you to come out here and say anything funny or negative. I just want your honest opinion. You obviously, you manage a, a team, you know, shout out to the Stratford Paddock boys. Um... How, again, the messaging that Farah's, you know, talking about here, how would you rate Ten Hag's messaging to the press since he's arrived? If you was to give it a score out of 10. To the press, I think it's been quite good, but I don't... What's said to the press and what's said in the changing rooms are two different things altogether and almost one doesn't affect the other. In my opinion, one doesn't affect the other or shouldn't affect the other. Um... I, I think the way he's taken a lot of ownership, I like. I like that sort of attitude where he goes, nope, that's on me. And I like that because I, I don't like managers that look for excuses. And I think one thing that Ten Hag's never done in in um, in any of his press conferences is sort of look for excuses. I think he's been quite stoic and I think he's he's been quite, um, quite quick to own any situation that's happened at the club. I think his handling the Jaden Sancho situation was probably correct. I, as you know, that's my thoughts on that in the first place. You know, th there was a lot that was going on behind the scenes. And um, I think his handling of that was, was probably forced by what was going on with the player. What we see from the public point of view was not the second thing he tried. He didn't, you know, send him away to Holland to get his head right and then just talk about it in the press. There was obviously loads of other things that happened yeah, but between them. You know what, you know what Steve, though, right? You know, you know, even even if you're not an athlete, right? Even just a, a day-to-day person, being shamed into things is probably the worst thing you can do to somebody. And most of those acts on Jaden Sancho, for me, is shaming him. I'm going to send you away because you're not fit enough. I'm going to do this. And isolating somebody from a collective group and it going out publicly, like that don't help as a manager and, and as a player. For me, you're doing that and shaming me. You think you're going to get a response. You're only going to get a negative... That wasn't why I went to Holland, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you only get negative responses from isolating people. And and I feel like Sancho has a voice to be able to say, you know, when the comments come out from Ten Hag, to to back himself up and actually, like, say, from his point of view, actually it wasn't like that or whatever. We're never going to know the truth until... Sancho writes you know, a book Sancho or actually or says Ten Hag or whatever. So it's quite difficult. I, and he's going to try and outlast him, isn't he? Yeah, you that's know, the Sancho going to try and outlast him. The players can do that, Go on, see. I think him going to Holland, that was very much an arm around the shoulder kind of thing. Let me take you out of the firing line uh, and let me you know, give you the time and space you need to go and get yourself solid. And, and that's maybe how training, Ten Hag seen it, but as a player, you don't always see it like that. Maybe. Mate, you're going out of the country, you're going away no. because... Obviously, you're, obviously you're whatever's happened hasn't worked Yeah, no, because sure. of the situation we still find ourselves in. So, you know, you can say whether it was the right decision at the time or not, but the bottom line is it hasn't worked. No, I don't think he's been wrong. You can disagree with me on that. That's fine. But I don't think he's been wrong in how he's handled it, but it hasn't worked yeah. how he's handled it. I, I, you know, and and then you've got the Varane situation. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people from the outset, I think we're guessing at one of the dramas that Jaden Sancho had was Jaden Sancho needs to play well week in, week out, whereas it seemed like Anthony would not have to do that. If that was, that's rumoured to be one of his complaints, I think that's a perfectly valid, reason to be upset in all honesty yeah but you know what managers so, have preferences and, and that is difficult like they're, they're things that you just have to suck up as a player like matter of coaches you play under where like it's not even that you're not good enough it's just that i have a preference in in anthony or, or over over sancho and that's probably ten Hag's preference mm. you can't as a player you're never going to win that you're never going to win that debate or argument 
you just got to suck it up. And when you get your chance, you got to perform. So he probably is under more pressure to perform when he gets given the chance. But mate, you can't sulk about that. That's that's sport. I, I think you can't Coaching sulk about that. You'll know that you're a coach. Yeah. You know, it's preference. There'll be players that probably fans want you to play more so than the next player. But how many fans <laughs> you get? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. These figures that you don't care about players, you have to suck that up. So sulking about it ain't going to, you know, Sancho. And also, look, uh, just to quickly go over this Sancho situation, because it does get a bit boring, but we find mm. ourselves here. I think it's, I, I agree with Steve. I think overall he's dealt with the media well. I think it's very important, but I don't think he got the Sancho right. right. I don't think, I personally think that's where he went wrong. And I think he's tried to make it up now when, for example, players ask it, they ask him about Rashford and he'll go, or whoever will go, I won't talk to the media yeah. about these players. I think that's a, a lesson learned mm. from the, the maybe the rash response he gave after the Arsenal game. Yeah. But I think besides that, I do, I don't, I think obviously Sancho, I think he's, got a lot of things wrong and from what I know anyway but there you go um going forward Steve like do you think this is now the uh it's a kickstart season for United or maybe it's you know it's come around at the right time because you know I think it rattled a few people you had Van Dyke you know saying what he said post-match obviously Roy Keane wasn't happy with uh with some of the comments as well like what's your thoughts on all of that um, well, yeah, it's two two answers there, isn't there? So, firstly, no, I don't think it will kickstart us at the moment. <clears throat> um, but Steve, the run of games you got, Steve, the run of games you got, you want the run of games United have got now, like over this Christmas period, in terms of West Ham and Villa aren't a nice run of games. Yeah, but I'm just saying you're at home to Villa, so at least at least you're not at yeah. Villa Park where they're where they're strong at home. I'm just saying, like, if you you're coming off the back of that, the Chelsea result, you've got to take something from that. Bournemouth, you've got to just wipe the floor, push it to the side. But but they had a really good performance against Chelsea. They've gone to Anfield, which teams don't go to Anfield and get much from. Surely you've got to be thinking West Ham away. Like I know Villa's Villa are in a good West place. West Ham, at the Villa, Forest, and then Forest. Them three Wigan, games in the Christmas period. Tottenham. You got to be thinking well, nine the, the points. You got to be thinking seven to nine points. And then and then we, we can pick up we can pick up results, but the performances aren't there. And I think you will always fall back to your level of performance if performances are good you'll get wins and if your performances are bad eventually you'll, you'll get losses and I don't think we've seen any sort of consistency in performance let alone result like if you look at from the Everton game which we won we allowed 24 shots on goal against Everton we allowed 34 shots on goal against uh, Liverpool and we come away with two clean sheets that's luck that's not good performance like we got away with it in both of those instances and then all the games in between we're just allowing tens and tens and tens of shots on target or, or at least on goal that's that's not good you got to get way more control in the game and that's what i said earlier i want to see united put our foot on the ball a little bit stop this transitional football stop people attacking us so much start putting in performances that will then start to turn those results. What was the second part of the question? Uh, to do with Van Dyke, if you don't mind me reading it out, Steve, for the people, uh, there was only <laughs> yeah, one it. team trying to win the game, but unfortunately, it did not happen. We were superior in all aspects. They were hoping to hurt us on the counter, and, um, and they are buzzing with a point. Roy Keane replies, he goes, Virgin Van Dyke had arrogance coming out of him. Dissing Man United like that. He needs a reminder to himself. He's playing for a club who have won one title in 30-odd years. He's saying only one team wanted to win and United are buzzing with a point. United are in a difficult place. Like Liverpool have been in a difficult place for many a year. So maybe that bit of arrogance backfired on him yesterday. Liverpool had opportunities and they didn't take them. That's their own fault. Nothing to do with Man United. And Klopp says that it, he can't remember such a dominant performance against Man United. Mate, but he, even before, like... That happened. Like I, he, he said it there. I think Roy Keane said it there. Teams do have bad periods. Man United have been a really bad period. They have been for a long time, right? But I'd be buzzing with a point at Anfield. Doesn't matter whether you're fighting for the league or not. I, I reckon if City go there, City will be happy with a point. I'm not saying they celebrate. You can dominate performance. I don't. It's okay for him to say, "Oh, there's only one team trying to win it." Maybe United have gone there to try and pick up a point, mm. given given the way the you know the, the circumstances they're in at the moment. Like that, that's normal for teams to play like that. Like I've played in teams where we're like, you know, if we go away, we've got to survive. We've got to get a point, and we'll be happy to come away from that with a point. There's nothing wrong with them tactics. Liverpool, they, they probably would have done that in the past, but or they like, are. But, yeah, or, yeah. But I'm like a point for United away at Anfield, or a point for anybody right now at Anfield is a good point. 
considering and whether they're dominated yeah. or not I, I, like for me I'd be buzzing of course I would be mm. like you seen Arsenal the other week you know scoring a last minute winner against Luton, Luton. you're buzzing you're buzzing because you know, those three points you expect like you, you if you'd have come away with a draw you don't get the same outcome in terms of in terms of the, the celebration response from players or whatever else so being happy with a point I think it's I, just, I'm not even a United fan I'd be buzzing right now yeah, I, to think go it's, to, to I think it's just the, the competitiveness I think in him I, I think that's what it was but because United won't be the only team that go there to try and get something from a game yeah it's just a rivalry thing it's probably a comment where he probably wants to get like oh yeah like, I'm, like for the Liverpool fans they'd love your captain to come out and say something like that Yeah. so for Liverpool fans they're probably buzzing with Van Dyke's comments after the game but in terms of Wojcicki they'll probably do a couple yeah, of right, few right, feathers right, there yeah, right, right which right, it has right, because of the reaction <laughs> He's right. Is is Roy Keane's premise is right. Like, and Farah's right. Everyone's right in this instance in that a point away at Anfield, peak Manchester United, treble winning European champions, Manchester United take a point at Anfield all day long because it's on the home team to get a result in those games. When you're away, if you're away against anyone in the top four, you take a point because then you've dropped, they've dropped points at home. You're well happy with that. Then it's on you to try and win the home game. You know, you, you're always happy with a point. But on Roy Keane's point, they've got to remember that this is, this is a team that has won one title in 30 years. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> they go on like they've won seven in ten or something like that. The way they're absolutely smelling themselves. Like the way the arrogance in Liverpool, they forget they're a step above Blackburn and Leicester in terms of what they've achieved in the Premier League era. They've done absolutely fuck all. And the way they go on, like they're some sort of Hall of Famers, especially Van Dyke. Mate, what the fuck have you done? You're just a glorified Wes Morgan. Relax. No, Steve, come on, man. You just took it a step too far. Like, you just took it a step too far. What have you done? Come on, my friend. He's won a title for he them. He's won a Champions he League. It. You know, he's, what have they done? He's, he's won a Champions League for them. He's won a t- What's the Champions League got to do with the Premier no, League? No, but you're saying, what has he done? He's done stuff for his club. He's talking about the Premier League, Yeah, we? if we're talking about the Premier League, he's won the title and he's also pushed City to the brink twice, losing out oh, no. by one point. In the last 10 years, United have finished second twice. So fucking what? Yeah, but, you know, they've been a good Liverpool team as well. So fucking Big team what? in Europe. Look, I agree with what you're saying. Don't be giving him flowers if you're not going to give Chris Marlin some. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, like, in terms of it's on no, the home. Don't. No, I do. No, no, I agree with what you're saying in terms of it is definitely the onus for the home team to win. And it's it's up to you to do the job at home, right? And going away, I agree, you get a point. And I agree with the majority of what Roy Keane's saying, but when you say what has he done, that's a bit like, ah, I don't agree with that last line. And that's it. Mate, you know Klopp's comments about he's never seen a more dominant performance at Anfield against the United team, right? He then has to be disappointed with his players because they're not... Like that's for me. I'd be more disappointed at the fact that my players haven't been clinical in front of goal than the fact that United haven't come to win the game. They weren't firing. You're that dominant and can't win. What does it say about you? They weren't firing. Salah. When Salah don't play well and the other guys don't like don't Uh, contribute, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Like, like, do you is his head still at Liverpool at the moment? Who's Salah? Yeah, or is it is it in Saudi or? No, I think he's at Liverpool. I think his performances show that. I think what he's done. I think you know if you look at his stats in terms of assists, goals. But you're right. If he's playing well, Liverpool play well. Yeah. He dictates from the front. I mean, I was at Anfield the other week in the Europa League and literally, and they had like a second string team out. But when he got the ball or when he started to press, everybody follows his lead. So he is a real like, and I know, you know, you you say sometimes attacking players aren't aren't leaders. He's a real leader in that Liverpool team. And he does it through his performances. So there's different types of leadership. But actually when he's on it, mate, the team follow. So when he has an off, there's not really somebody else that you look at and go, actually, they carry Liverpool through. But this is why they bought the the Gakpo's, right? And uh, Gakpo's not a, 
Because we know, saw him, Gal- we saw him at the World Cup, and I'm he like, was when they bought him. I was like, oh, see, I this wasn't, is I wasn't a problem because I know United were in for him. Yeah, but does he suit Liverpool style? I don't know. Gakpo's one of them for me. I don't know. I've seen when he was at PSV. I did a lot of uh, Europa League games with them last year. Yeah, and there was so much talk about him. Yeah, you didn't see it. Nah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I certainly don't see how he fits in the Liverpool team the way that they play. The way how Liverpool play, I don't think his style actually. What way can Liverpool. you elaborate, please? His strengths at PSV, right, was off the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he likes to cut in always on his right. He never mm-hmm. goes down the outside on the left. Mm-hmm. Never, ever beats anybody on the left-hand side. So if he's on the left-hand side, he's always coming infield. Really predictable in what he does. Mm-hmm. That delivery, the, the rap pass to the far post, hoping that it either goes in or you get a striker coming on or Quite a wide you. player coming late. But in terms of like, if he's playing central for Liverpool, him dropping into pockets, people getting invited, it doesn't work with him. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. It gets really deep in it. Even when he plays for, even when he's playing for for for, for Holland and, or the Netherlands, and he comes really deep, he then don't make the box. He comes really deep to link play, like inside his own half at times. I don't Not know. I just don't think his style as, as a nine. I don't know if he gets it in terms of like what is required as a number nine in that Liverpool team. I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't. He don't do enough for me in there. That's interesting. He definitely don't. You gotta watch it. He comes really really deep. I'm gonna, I'm he gonna tries to get too involved. I say that with Harry Kane at the time, you know, if, if you're getting people to feel that, it's, it's cool, but... Yeah, yeah, but the difference with Harry it, Kane That's what I'm is, saying, he, he sees a pass, so he sees good things. On the ball. Yeah, so you don't mind it at times, like but... world-class, mate. Gakpo's like, not the same, and he comes, he does, he gets too involved in, in real deep areas. You want to see him further up. I don't Maybe know. Maybe he's trying to do a Firmino. He ain't got the, he ain't got the qualities as Firmino. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't. Firmino was... That's what I think as well. It's like when Mar- it's when they lost Mane and they didn't see how much of an impact he had in that Liverpool team. You can and see it now, though, innit? You can him. see it now, innit? Like, they're still trying to replace him. Firmino, the same. What he did and how he linked. He did, Firmino didn't drop deep like that. He dropped deep, but not deep. Like, he'd come off players. He'd come off centre-halves and got into little pockets, but he didn't... Gakpo don't just drop short into little pockets to try and face and create. He mm. don't do that. Mm. He comes deep, deep, deep. Wow. But also, you had, as I said, you had Mane that would go past Firmino. You'd have Salah that would do that. You don't have people doing that when Gakpo comes really involved into the game. Arsenal. Back where they belong, <laughs> top of the league. Listen, I want to give a massive shout out to um, to Kai Havertz. I well, think there were like... there were many fans out there who um, who have probably been really critical of him when he he made his uh, his sixty five million pound move. Not me. Um, I think obviously, look, he scored as many goals in his last seven matches for Arsenal as he had done in these previous forty Premier League games combined. Um, it shows, in it. Why I'm not the coach and Arteta is. Mate, you know, you know what, Joe? When Chelsea, <laughs> no, but when Chelsea sold him, like when he was at Chelsea, I was like, you know, when you go and watch him, especially live, sometimes TV don't really show or, or, or stats and all that. When you watch him, he's an absolute baller. Like the way I he moves with the ball, the way no, no, he is. I loved him. He is an absolute baller. I promise you. You know when you think street foot? No, honestly, Joe, he's he's so good, but I can't find his position. I struggle to be like. Yeah, it is, and that's what. I, but, but what I'm saying, when I'm just looking on the eye, his touches, his movements, and the things that he does, I, I loved watching You're him. You're a big fan, yeah. Yeah, I loved him. Really? really did. Yeah, but I couldn't. The only frustrating things was stats never backed up. Like you know, like when you think of cage football. Yeah. Mate, he's smooth on the ball. Like he's so tight. Like honestly, I'm like, I loved. I love watching him. Smooth, tight. I th- I wouldn't really consider like his he's playing style on tight. The... If I'm honest with tight, you, tight. No, no, his touches. I'm saying. When he takes up, no, he takes right. the ball. Like, when it nah, works out, nah. sometimes it bounces off him. Saying. But this is what I'm saying. But that's I, what I'm saying. I don't when know what guy. Kind of, I... When he's on it, right, I promise yeah. you, like, I swear, like, even Marcus, Marcus asked, I was like, when he, saw, he was buzzing that you lot signed him, I'm like, nah, we've lost him. But in terms of losing him because of his stats don't back up, like, I'm just thinking, like, I'm looking like, you know, like, if you're in a cage and you see somebody like that, you're like, he's a baller. Yeah. That's how I'm seeing him. He's a bit like that. But then actually, when you transfer that to the to the big game and actually side. having stats that back up assists or goals or whatever, he didn't he have that. Yeah. But I'm just talking like, I'm talking cage street football. Like, he's like, if but you put him in a cage, cage street you, football, I know, though. I know. That's, but that's why I like but, him. But, but, I'm watching him. I'm like, but, you could see it. Like, the little, you, the little ship, like, he, you know. He, he can play. And it's uh, you see it all the time for Germany anyway. I think what's good is that, it's hard, isn't it? Arteta plays a certain way and, and with, his, with his two tens and all that. And I actually think he's, he's finding it. He's, he's runs in advance now a lot more, like, timed better. better. Like, he does he does all of that better. He's, Did you see the finish? He's finding his Did feet the in finish? the Arsenal team. And Quality. I think once... I think, uh, yeah, but what I'm saying, when he finds his feet, I think you'll see the very best of him. I, I hope What Chelsea right. paid for him to bring him to the Premier League, I, th- I don't think we, we, we quite saw it. We saw it in glimpses at Chelsea. What about what we paid for him? It's a bargain. I'm telling you, in time it'll be a bargain. I hope you're right. In time, I, hope I, you're I, I, right. You know, I love him. I, know, I probably sound I really hope... stupid because his stats don't back up. 
Listen, how, how I like him as a player. I want you to be right. Yeah. Because if you're right. I want him to do well. And I, don't even, I don't even like yeah. I'm a Chelsea yeah. fan. I don't yeah, want if Arsenal. You're right. Yeah, but, but you play for us, though. But I want him to do well because you I actually think us. he's a really good player. But actually, in terms of like finding that place that actually, or that position on the pitch, and yeah. I, or even system in terms of like where yeah. does he fit that actually brings the best out of him, I think and I hope that Arteta can do that. We're starting to see it. For sure. I'm happy because if, if I'm honest with you, like for a while, I was just going, what is going nah, on here? Nice footballer. What I, is going I like him as a footballer. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, the last what seven games mm. or so, you started to see the real Kai Havertz. And, I, I, you know, it's one of those stubborn decisions that I'm glad Arteta's kept with. Like uh, when you said in the first two years, Arteta out. Arteta out. I, say, year, like. I didn't say that. I didn't, where did you get that? Was, that on, your, was like, that on your Twitter? Like, 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 it wasn't me on the DVD. It was AI. It was AI. I really like Havertz. But Brighton, Mate, everyone was talking about how this was going to be their season. Like, squad just not big enough, is it? I told you they were going to struggle when they get European mm. football. I weren't listening to like, you. It's actually so much. It's actually such a benefit to teams when they only have that that Premier League to focus on. Uh-huh. That European game it ain't a benefit to Chelsea. That just cuts down <laughs> all your prep time. Yeah, or Arsenal last season. I said it ain't a benefit to Chelsea. <laughs> Or Arsenal last season. <laughs> I'm hoping it is for us, but like, Deserby get got all the praise, especially even early this season, was getting serious, serious amounts of praise about the style of his play and the system that he's implemented at Brighton and this, that, and the other. But here's something for you: Sean Dyche has won more games of football in the Premier League than him this season. No, I was saying, you talk about Deserby. I'm just like, when you're a manager like that, that plays a specific way, and in terms of your coaching style, like you've heard players in interviews come out and say, like, even Billy Gilmore, when he left Chelsea, he said, trying to settle into a team where, for example, if the ball goes to the fullback, where mm-hmm. you have to move as a midfielder or where the second midfielder has to go wide player, all of those things, getting up to date with that and understanding the patterns and routines of wherever the ball's played, there's another movement. There's t- it's really difficult. And obviously, McAllister was there and we saw the impact he had. They haven't really replaced that. Mm-hmm. They haven't really replaced what he did there. But I just think it's really difficult when you play under a manager to adapt to somebody that is so rigid in everything they do and it's so structured. Um, unless you get the right person, person, personnel in, it becomes difficult. I think that that's what they're struggling. And also, what's his name? He's been at Ferguson was out for a period of time. He's back now. Yeah, um, dangerous I think, player. You know, once you get him back scoring, he's a, a top talent. But I, I think the amount of games... It's certainly they're gonna, they're gonna struggle with that because the, the, as you mentioned there, the squad depth isn't isn't quite there. But I think the most important thing is what the Zerbi said about Arsenal. Did you did go on, you see go on. He, goes, he wants to say he, it, he, he, no, doesn't he, Steve? No, he, he wants to tell us. He, did you see did you did you see it, Steve? Uh, no, mate. I don't <laughs> care. Okay. Well, I'll tell you anyway. Arsenal played much better than us, which obviously is mm-hmm. a standard compliment. They deserve to win the game. Uh we suffered a lot. I think Arsenal are one of the best. Maybe this season the best team in the Premier League. We are not used to suffering this way. We are used to controlling the game. Thank you very much. Mikel Arteta signed out. No, and it's true. If you're a team, because you think Brighton do dominate possession. When you come up against a team that dominate or, or like to dominate the ball more than you do, the best and you're not used League. to it, and you're only used to playing with the ball, you get exposed a little bit. Hold on two seconds. Steve-O, we're, Steve-O the madman, we're doing Vibe with Five. I'm going to have to call you afterwards, yeah? Hey, listen... Kudos is leaving really soon, by the way. I'll speak to you soon. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> Madman. West Ham fan. Um, Roy Hodgson laughing at Pep. I mean, they're laying it on the flipping table for us, isn't it? It's on right. a plate for us, man. What's your thoughts on that, man? Palace. Palace seem always a little bit of a bogey team for some of the big clubs, isn't it? Well, they are at City. The stats there. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say they're laying it on a plate for us? Are you talking about the league? Yeah. Get out, you melon. <laughs> what? What? <clears throat> what? I told you, it's a Liverpool title. That's who's in a title race, not you. Bro, how can you say that when we're sitting top? You, it's, it's, you was top for 93% it's so of the league last year. What happened? Because we are chatting. You, you ain't even got the guts to say we're challenging. That's what's poor about you. If you don't want to say Arsenal win the league, you should at least say that we're challenging because we are. Are you though? Yeah, yeah, they are. We're Come top. on, you was top for ninety three percent of the season and didn't win. Inexperience. It. Why are you chatting after seventeen Inex- games? When are you going to Inexperience, learn? Steve. <laughs> Inexperience. We've got it now. You know, if Odegaard is 
you've only got experience of bottling it. That's all you've no, got. No, but that's all changed now, Steve. You can see by the way we've been handling, really. handling games. You lot have been doing this for literally the last 20 years. I remember when Eduardo <laughs> broke his so leg funny. and you saw, you lot said you were going to win the double, the, the Champions League and the league for Eduardo. Arsenal have always had these really strong runs and as soon as the pressure comes on, you fold like a cheap snakes and ladders board. Bro, we'll see. All I'm saying is give it a bit of time. I'm not going to get ahead Arsenal of myself. Arsenal are more Spurs than Spurs. Go on. Arsenal are more Spurs than Spurs. You've bro, got 20 years bro, of being Spurs. get out of here. That, that doesn't even make sense. I'm disappointed in that. I, I really am. I'm disappointed in that comment. Um... I, I, back to, back to, back to Roy. <laughs> you know, when you see a manager laugh at another manager like that, you know, Pep's mm. bold head must be yeah. You don't want to see that, but is it? He's been coaching for about 50 years, by the no, way. No, I know. But you know what's mad, right? Is that City was so in control of the game. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was literally like ridiculous. And then it was literally just before the half, right? Because I was watching the game. Just before the half, uh, Mateta, he got a chance. They played a long ball in behind. Edison come out to get a free kick on the edge of the box, which I felt the only way they were going to get a chance at goal as if they were to go long because City played all of the football in their half, but left themselves vulnerable for, for a long ball and, and Palace weren't using it. They did it just before the half. And I said that last 30 minutes when they got the goal, when Shalop just nicked it. Yeah. So that was the, no, that was Shalop nicked it and then he put it across to Mateta. That, that was again a ball that went in behind. And then obviously we saw that the counter press from, from uh, Palace to get the penalty. But that last 25 minute period for, for City, they had to suffer, which was mad for the game for 75 minutes. They were in control. absolutely dominated. And you and never saw Palace well. even coming away with anything. And at the ETL But they well. have a good, they have a good, um, um, what is it called? Dave, Dave, I think they've, that's, this is their third draw now. They've, They've lost two, one, two, three draws, something like that at, at the Etihad. And how important Palace. is it for Before Palace the game, when people were giving me them stats, I'm like, they're not going here this weekend and getting anything. Wow. And then they did. Wow. See, he's laughing. Look at him. Look at him, Man United fan. Shout out to Lise being back <laughs> as well. See, right there. As a United fan, right, you're laughing with City, but who would you rather win the league? Liverpool or, or, or City? Who? 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 You already know the answer to that. The answer came up when we was all laughing at Gerrard slipping. Like, that literally gave Manchester City a title, and we don't care. And here's the good thing is, there's 115 reasons why we don't give a shit about City. 115, Steve! Wow, comedian. Moving on. <laughs> um, Really quickly, we're just rattling through these. Tottenham beating Forest 2-0. I'll give it a couple more weeks. Everyone's going to be back on Tottenham bandwagon. Tottenham bandwagon. Uh, but, yeah, no, you know... Honestly, I, I think they're Kulisevsky, though, in that game. He was he's on a it. baller. Yeah, he is. Baller. He is. He yeah. was on it. With Charleston on the score sheet Again. as well. You know, it's mm. interesting. Um, Cole Palmer shines against Sheffield United. I mean... Second half. Yeah. Second half. It, it, yeah. First half, Chelsea, for all the possession they had, struggled to break down Sheffield United. Actually, Sheffield United looked more like the team to score in that first half. Um, but yeah, second half, Cole Palmer just come into his own. He obviously gets the goal and then was involved in in um, Jackson's goal. So for 45 minutes, he, yeah, he was ridiculous. Nicholas Jackson as well. Like, you know, there were some people that were critical of um, him in front of goal. For someone who's received quite a, a bit of criticism this season, he is he has got a decent, mm -hmm. decent tally, isn't it? Yeah, he scored a few, but he, he misses too many. He, he misses too many. Is there another yeah, unit? Isn't he? he misses too many. He gets chances. I think he's decision making. But he's young, man. He's like the, the thing is, you got to give these kids chances. Like you, 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 there's yeah. too much pressure on them to because they because they you know you talk about wanting to develop players and give young players an opportunity in big teams and not just buy you know people from from overseas and and bring them in. You want to see academy players or you want to see young players coming through. But then when they're given a chance, you're expecting them to have, you know, or, or to be ready-made in terms of 20-plus goals a season. It don't happen like that. I mean, he it's scored, first season he scored in the eight League. goals in 19 appearances. It's not bad. Which is not bad at all. Do you know and what I, I mean? And I, who did I hear saying it on, on, on one of you lot's pods? Um, what's Anton's pod? What's the, oh, the take-on. Yeah, the take on. Thanks for watching. But, for yeah, I love watching. But, yeah. but, no, but they, they, the facts on it in terms of like when you compare them, and he was talking about when when Drogba come to Chelsea and he the goals that he was scoring at this time, and you know, and all the all the all the first seasons of, of top strikers when he was talking about Aguero at City, and he spoke about Swap, they weren't hitting the numbers either, but they were given opportunities and time. And then we saw that the outcome in terms of years down the line. They're, they're Premier League legends. Do you reckon he could I don't know. a legend for your club? I don't know. He's another one. When, when, when I say about Nunes doing a lot off the ball, he grafts off the ball. He he, he's somebody that like, you know, he works hard. He's got a really good attitude. He does get into good areas. But again, he just doesn't, his conversion rate but isn't great. He, he's obviously but, a problem. Would you start him 
obviously both fit him or Brozier. Who starts? It's difficult because Brozier don't get your goals either. <laughs> so it, it's difficult. It depends what you want. Like mm. I think he worked. Jackson works a lot harder off the ball than what Brozier does. Mm -hmm. he's, he's more athletic than him. But mm. Brozier's strong, powerful, can carry the ball. Probably a, a bit more technically gifted than than Jackson. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Newcastle beating Fulham 3-0. My boy Jack having nothing to say in the group chat this week. He's a Fulham fan and he thinks he thought they were. When they beat West Ham, yeah. But you know what? I, I actually think Fulham would have got something from that game had Jimenez not been sent off. Boy, it but, was in the balance up to there. But they didn't. 3-0 uh, for Newcastle. <laughs> uh, obviously, we spoke about it uh, earlier on. Burnley uh, losing 2-0 to Everton. Sean Dyche, man, is... what? That's four consecutive wins in a row. Like It's like he did the whole, it's us versus the world, yeah, isn't it? And I knows. think the, the bottom, the, the other teams below like are just poor. So, Mate, Everton ain't getting relegated. You think them 10 points, if they didn't get them 10 points deduction, like where'd they be sat right now? I so, don't know, because I think some of this is because of the, the 10 point. That, yeah, no, but it was all, Well, they sat now about a point behind United. Yeah, see, it's mad. Um, <laughs> maybe it is, but I think oh. it was doing all right. Then they started, once you got, once Calvin Lewis was back fit and and... I think once Daesh got players playing the way that he likes to play and that we've the seen for so play. many years, you know, they say Daesh football, whatever it is, Daeshy ball, whatever. Like, they'll get results. Yeah. They're, they're hard to break down. They're hard working. And you, you've seen from wide areas or set pieces, they'll get goals. Real quickly, how, Steve, if you were a betting man, how long does uh, Mohamed Kudos have at West Ham? This one's specifically for Anton Ferdinand. Um, End of season. He could go this summer. It depends. It depends. Someone puts a, a sexy enough offer in. There's not a lot of wingers that you think would guarantee you improving your team, but I think Kudos does. Watching that game and then watching United and seeing the difference between what he gives West Ham and what Anthony gives United and knowing that he cost a third as much, it's, it's not good for the mind at all. Nah. He's such a good player. <laughs> uh, he's got 14 goals and assists in 24 appearances, man. Only Salah and Haaland have scored more Premier League goals than uh, Jared Bowen he as well. He looks dangerous. I mean, when he gets on the ball, you actually feel like something yeah. might happen. When Anthony gets on the ball, you, it's like, there's two things that happen at United right at the moment and my heart rate doesn't change. One is we get a corner, and I don't care because we don't score off corners. Why, why are you clapping? You might as well just fucking give him the ball back. And then when Anthony gets on the ball, I don't think anything's going to nah. happen. Remember when he tried to do the sidesteps against Bayern Munich? Did you see that? The other thing, there's something else that Anthony does, is he gives away throw-ins and then acts like it's the most mental decision, decision that I he's see ever that. seen in his life. And I'm thinking, just fucking get over it, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's mad but um, I was saying as well Bowen 11 goals this season you know like moving under yeah, the radar he is, I was going to say under the radar yeah, that season didn't he where everyone was hyping him and then he broke into England yeah. a little bit more quieter last year yeah do you reckon he goes um, to the Euros no because Gal Southgate's fucking boring yeah, the thing is we, we've seen it's Southgate picks apart from Sterling players that he trusts and knows well um, even if they're not performing only Sterling is, I don't know what's happened there because Sterling, mm. for me, I can't remember when he's flopped for England. You know, he gave Pickford numerous I mean, amount of chances. He's given Maguire numerous amount of chances. So I don't think that, um, and, and Phillips, Calvin Phillips are not playing. He, he trusts those players and still picks them whether they're playing or not. So I don't think it's a form thing with Southgate when it comes to picking players. But given the fact he's an attacking player, he might have more of a chance. Um, but nah, we'll, we'll I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Paqueta no assisting all goals, South, by no the way. No one knows what Southgate does. No one knows. Paqueta no one knows. assisting all three goals, by the way, which a needs to mention. Well. Yeah, baller. I don't know if he was quite good enough for City, like the 100 mil that they were I trying know. to buy him for. But, but Pep likes him. Yeah, do you reckon he, he still likes him now? Do you see after the game when, he, when no. they played earlier in the season, he put his arm, yeah, he yeah. likes oh, him. That's cheeky, you know. Pep likes him. Mad cheeky. Uh, really quickly, Brentford losing 2-1 to Villa. Villa on a mad thing. Moreno scoring for them. Watkins. Go on. Steve, I've been in the title race. No. Okay. Okay. I thought okay. you were, oh, okay. going to say yes. Okay. If you said yes, Steve, the car, I would have just walked out. Like, literally. I would have been done. No, they're not. No, they're not. But um, <clears throat> they're, they're having a really good mm, season. Really strong season. Yeah, no, they are. Big ups to them. Um, I, You know, we're, we're done now, but I just want to give a, a, a special uh, honourable mention to uh, Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane. Their form, incredible. I mean, since joining Madrid, uh, Bellingham's got 20 games He's played 20 games, scored 17 goals Mad. and five assists. Do you know what's mad? Mad. As the weeks are going, 
He's starting to more and more play like Zinedine Zidane. Uh, you know, Have you seen took, it? When he took his shirt number, it was risky. I was like, because Zidane was my risky. favorite. Like, I love Zidane. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, Have you seen him recently? It's mad. The, the little it's, it's the one twos, the little like, it's the nifty it's stuff. You're like, this is the closest player. And I would have never said beforehand that, oh, Jude Bellingham reminds me of uh, Zidane. I yeah. would have never no. said that. But when you see him now, you go, hang on a minute. This is the closest thing I've seen to Zizou in a while. Madness. And obviously Harry Kane doing and doing, what's his numbers? Oh, mate, Four, fourteen. What was it? <clears throat> Fastest to score twenty Bundesliga goals. He's done it in fourteen games. Mad. Can you imagine the pre? The other records were twenty-one games, and Haaland did it in twenty-two games. Mad. Madness. Absolute madness. Anyway, BBB. This uh, when's it coming out? Boots, balls, and block. Boots, balls, and bras. We're on tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. What are you going to be talking yeah. about? London Derby, mate. What happened to your girls? Ah, you know what? What? Listen. When you talk about uh, clinical, 30, I think they had like 35 attempts at goal. Eight on target and they didn't score any. And I think, and, and Tottenham had five in the game, three on target and, and, and one, one nil. I've only got one Probably should have won two nil. I've only got How one do you issue. batter Chelsea? Yeah, right, and then I should have said something to you last year. Do you know you what? Yeah, but I you can't now because Chelsea is sitting pretty going into the Christmas break. I should have said something to you. I think it's more embarrassing losing to Tottenham than it is Chelsea. Yeah, but I think you guys had it coming, though. That's the difference. We're top of the league, guys. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on Vibe with Five this week. Farah, brilliant as usual. Stephen Housen, humble, surprisingly. Uh, and uh, yeah, myself, Joel Bayer. <laughs> Guess who's back? Top of the league. Guys, make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. And we will be back on the 8th of January with Vibe with Five. We still got some really good content coming out. Uh, Harry Panera has gone to see some amazing, amazing players that you guys might know as well. And keep on watching the take on. And obviously, Head's Gone. Is Head's Gone happening this week, Steve? Yes or no? Yeah, Christmas special. Christmas Oh, so look, at, it sounds Head's so excited, isn't it? They've got a name for it now, Head's Gone. Yeah, they finally <laughs> named it. It's just as bonkers as usual. And obviously, we've got the Christmas <laughs> quiz coming out on Christmas Day. You know what, Farah, you need to get involved in that. The Christmas quiz? The Christmas quiz. Let's get Ash involved in it as well, Steve. How about that? And Rio, and yourself, and me. Yeah? <laughs> I'm making it happen. A big bonanza. Is that what they call it? Bonanza. Bonanza. Yeah, let's all make it happen. <laughs> you call it what you want. <laughs> yeah, let's, it's coming soon. All of us on the Christmas quiz. Guys, stay tuned, and I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.